Good morning. Uh, one announcement I wanna, would like to make is uh, to let you know that on May 22nd, so two Sundays from today, two weeks I should say, uh, we'll be having Reverend Alexei Streltsov visiting us from the Siberian Lutheran Mission Society. You may remember Pastor Streltsov. He came at least three, maybe even four years ago to visit us here at Zion and uh, give a presentation on, on the work that they're doing in Russia, which I think is perhaps even more poignant today given uh, some of the situations over in Eastern Europe. So again, feel free to come. He'll be uh, preaching at both services. And in between during the Bible study hour, he'll be giving a presentation on the work of the Lutheran Church over there in what they're doing, and he'll give us an update on how everything is going. The first reading for this, the fourth Sunday of Easter, is from the 20th chapter of Acts. Now from Miletus, Paul sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable in teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I'm going to Jerusalem constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus, testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now, behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore, I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all of you. For I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to admonish everyone with tears. Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak. And remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle reading is from the seventh chapter of Revelation. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, 
clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. He who sits on the throne will shelter them with His presence. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd. He will guide them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 10th chapter. At that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the colonnade of Solomon. So the Jews gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name bear witness about me. But you do not believe because you are not part of my flock. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father... Are one. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus was walking in the temple. He was teaching as he went. And Jesus' disciples were following right behind him. As Jesus spoke, the disciples listened and they believed. And then they ran into the Pharisees. And the Pharisees had their own disciples following them. If the Pharisees told them to stop eating certain foods, they followed right along. If the Pharisees told them to stop wearing a certain type of fabric in their clothing, they followed right along. So many of the Jews followed the Pharisees. And where did it lead them? The Pharisees' teachings led these people into a place in their lives where they felt like they never did enough for salvation. They followed, felt like they never prayed enough or never ate the right foods enough or never wore the correct clothing enough. They felt like they were never doing enough. That's what they got for following the Pharisees. It's amazing what happens 
when we follow someone or follow a teaching. Nowadays, we can follow specific people on social media, like an actor or someone famous, and know everything about what is going on in their lives. Well, you at least can follow and know the things that they want you to know about their lives. But where does that lead you? As you follow them, you may catch glimpses of them, see snippets of their day-to-day lives, but you never get to meet them, never get to talk to them. But still we follow And where does that lead us? Where do we end up as we follow someone like that? We follow people all the time. Throughout history, there have been certain people that have really stood out. And for better or for worse, they had followers. Think about politics nowadays. It doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left. It is easy to follow a politician nowadays. Isn't it? Whether it's on Facebook or some other social media platform, it's so easy to know what a politician is thinking or feeling right in the moment. And we may cling to their every word. As soon as they put out a statement, we may like it and share it with a friend. As soon as a sentence is done being typed, by our favorite politician and posted. We're receiving it and reading it. No better yet, digesting what our favorite politician has said. And like a good follower, we lap up those words and crave for more, crave for the next thing they say. But as we follow them, do we become better people? As we follow our favorite politician, how do we end up feeling about other flesh and blood people? Does our politician lead us to love our fellow citizen in this country as a true brother or sister? Or as we follow, do we find that we start to dislike some people more and more? As we follow our favorite politician, do they strengthen our faith in Christ? And have us look more in faith to Christ? Or are we looking more at our politician? Again, it doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left of things. But at the end of the day, as we follow our favorite politician, or as we follow our favorite actor or actress, at the end of the day, as we follow our favorite sports team, are you a better person? Are you a better Christian? We live in a fascinating time in history. I don't think there has been an easier time to follow someone than there is today. But as Christians, what does all of this following do to us? I don't know if following politicians always makes us better people or better Christians. And I can't say that following a certain actor has improved our compassion toward our fellow man, nor our faithfulness to Christ. 
and following a favorite musical band or sports team, well, they may be entertaining, but I'm not sure how much they really change the world or point you toward Christ who has changed the world for good. We've always followed others, and we always will. But at the end of the day, where do all these people lead you? And if they lead you somewhere you do not like, if they lead you somewhere where you find yourself worse off than before you followed them, then why keep following them? Jesus Christ was in the temple today in our gospel reading. And the disciples were following Jesus. But they weren't just following him by navigating the space of the temple and following him. Jesus was navigating the complex world of the human heart. And as Jesus spoke and taught, he was walking through the rough terrain of the things we love and things maybe we shouldn't love. And the disciples followed right behind him as he led them. Jesus led the disciples through the tough topics of how much credit to give to Caesar or not. And the disciples followed him right along on every word he said. As Jesus handled discussions which threatened to pull people down dark tunnels of works righteousness. And then they would lose sight of God. The Lord Jesus was shepherding them, leading the disciples to keep their eyes on him, fixed on him, and what he was going to do. Even though there were other teachers telling the disciples that they must pray more, do more, eat the right foods more, dress in the right clothes more, and then maybe God will love you. Throughout all those side conversations, the disciples kept their eyes focused on Jesus. More importantly, they kept the eyes of their hearts glued to Jesus as they followed him. They fastened the hands of their souls onto every word that came from Jesus' mouth as he led them, as he cared for them, as he shepherded them. Maybe the greatest following the disciples did was not in the temple. The greatest following is what happened after Jesus was crucified, died, and rose again. Today, Jesus said this in our gospel read. My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. The greatest following the disciples ever did was to follow Jesus through death and into eternal life. And the greatest following you will ever do is to also follow Jesus through death and into eternal life. Ultimately, this is where Jesus is leading you. Eternal life in him. A worldly politician can try to lead you into a better worldly life. You can follow. And you may end up with a better worldly life. Or you may not. But as you follow Jesus, you are led into a much better world. 
and eternal life. And that is your promise. A famous actor or actress will lead you into getting to know them better or to join their favorite cause. But all those things fade away as soon as that famous actor or actress is no longer famous. But as you follow Jesus, you are led into eternal life. And that is a life that will never fade away, never grow dull. And as Jesus himself promised to you who follow him, that eternal life will not be taken away from you as you continue to follow. And it is so easy to follow a favorite musical band and get to know all their favorite things. How childish though, right? In Christ, you are not a child. In Christ, all of you are mature. In Christ, even the children in our congregation have mature minds. Because in Christ, as you follow him, he leads you to eternal life. I think it's healthy for all of us to keep this simple fact in mind. This life we have right now won't last forever. For some of us, this life right now may not even last that much longer. And since this life will end for all of us at some point, what kind of people should we be? Who should we be following with our hearts? Who should we be following with our very soul? Jesus Christ is always inviting you to follow him to a truly better world, to an amazing gathering of all the saints throughout all of time with the greatest music you will ever hear in the singing of the angels, the archangels, and you, the company of heaven. And this is what Jesus promises you as you follow him. Eternal life itself. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.